It's Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, making a woman's vagina squirt is as easy as picking up a bowling ball. Plus, trimming grass and the tip of your manhood, forklifting the elderly up to heaven, and listeners call in with their pussy odor preferences. All this was your voicemails today. You the same nigga I've been looking for that rape me. You the same nigga I've been looking for that rape me, Peanut butter aids. Small animals such as rabbits and gerbils. Anyway, this is Fiona, and I want to hear from you. I want to suck your cock. Hi, Galio2333. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Yes, Timothy James Henson back here with you to properly start off a new week of shows midweek. Had a great holiday weekend for the most part until the end. The end kind of sucked. If you listen to uh, me introducing yesterday's best of show, you know I had a little accident walking. I can't even walk anymore without uh, catastrophic physical injuries to my my poor body. Uh, yeah, I was walking the dog, sprained my <laughs> sprained my ankle. I'm assuming it's sprained because, uh, like I said, I got like a tennis ball sized swelling happening. Been taking it easy since then. I watched an entire docu-series on American Gladiators, the sports game show competition that uh, defined the 1990s. If you're old and crusty like me, you'll remember Nitro, Turbo, Lace, Cyber, Viper, Havoc, Donner, Blitzen, Sleepy, Doc, Oprah, and all the rest of them. And oh my god, was that documentary eye-opening. For instance, did you know some of the American gladiators actually did steroids? Yeah, they were juicing, especially the guys who had fucking tits like throw pillows. You just want to nestle your little head right in between there. At least I did as a 12-year-old boy, discovering the pleasures of masturbation and man-on-man fantasies. Or should I say, gladiator on boy fantasies? Honestly, the female gladiators seem to have enough testosterone running through them that I was even attracted to them. It really confused me for a while. They're honestly, I mean, you know, I watched, there, there was like five or six episodes of this talking series, and it was entertaining, but honestly, 
There weren't a huge amount of uh, shocking moments. Steroid use. Yeah, I could see that. A few of those really huge chiseled jaw women gladiators turned out to be lesbians. Again, not so shocking. They were all taken advantage of business-wise. Of course, they, they were paid like $500 an episode. I'm pretty sure my first job paid more, like cleaning out toilets at Walmart. Every step of the way, they were taken advantage of. Like, you know, when American Gladiators got popular, there was a line of toys. There was an actual, like, Nitro and Turbo action figure. They didn't get a fucking cent for those things, even though it's their likeness, right? When the show became hugely popular, they couldn't even renegotiate their contracts. Like, it's one thing when you're, like, starting out. Like, who knows if anyone's going to watch this show, if it's going to go forward, if it's going to be popular. So, yeah, that first season getting paid $500 an episode, that seems fine. But then when it was, like, the highest fucking rated syndicated show, they could get, a you know, a little bump in pay. Nope. As a matter of fact, a bunch of them, they, they tried to pull the Friends thing. There's like this uh, classic story about the cast of Friends. Whenever they wanted a, a pay raise, they would all uh, band together and say, uh, we all want a raise. You give a raise to one of us, you give it to uh, all of us. And if you don't give us a raise, uh, we're quitting. And then you're like, what the fuck can the company do at that point? You can't replace Friends. All of them? Maybe one. You know, you could maybe get away with recasting Joey. But not Joey, Monica, Chandler, and the rest of the bunch? Could Warner Brothers be any stupider? <laughs> See, the thing about the American Gladiators, though, uh, was uh, they weren't Chandler or Monica or even fucking David Schwimmer. So when uh, the, the bunch of them went and said, hey, we want to renegotiate our contracts and I, we want you to give us more money or we're going to quit, uh, they were like, Okay, well, how about this? You show up to fucking work, we continue to give you $500 an episode, or you're fired. And uh, that's why we had some new gladiators coming in in those later seasons. It was a fun watch. If you're at all interested in the 90s, maybe you're too young to remember American Gladiators, uh, check out this uh, documentary. It's kind of fun. Or better yet, just go back and watch old episodes of American Gladiators. It was fun. You know, they had regular people compete against these, uh, you know, bulked up, juiced up, muscle people in a really interesting events like atmosphere where you're in this big giant metal ball and you're trying to roll on these uh, little activator things that blow up smoke. I'm not really describing it very well, but it, it was a lot of fun. Someone said it in the movie, but, um, you know, American Gladiators uh, paved way for for uh, games you may have uh, watched on TV, like American Ninja Warrior and um, Wipeout and stuff. <laughs> You know, all those ridiculous games. Well, this is like the granddaddy of those ridiculous games. All right, whatever. Look, I couldn't move all day with my foot, so I sat there and I watched this shitty documentary series. No, it was good. It was entertaining. All right, let's move on. I have uh, some audio to share with you. Thank Christ, right? First up, of course, yesterday was Independence Day. Everyone here in America celebrated, and that includes our nation's churches. Pastor slash self-proclaimed prophet Hank Koonman asked his church band to play the national anthem in honor of July 4th. And of course, of God, who loves America. God made America. We are its chosen people. Move over Jews. You're in second position now because Americans are number one. And if you're a Jew in America... You're like doubly chosen, which you'd think would be a good thing. But in reality, it just cancels one another out. And then everyone ends up hating you and Nazis burn down your synagogues. It kind of sucks. But look, I don't make up these rules. 
Dodd does. This is some shit in the Old Testament, I think. All right, uh, so yes, uh, Hank Koonman asked his stupid band to play the national anthem, and uh, this is the racket they came up with. I want him to play our great national anthem, and then we're going to partake together. Let's all stand. Come on, we should honor God at this point. Come on, let's honor our country. So as far as guitar versions of the national anthem goes, it starts off okay, right? It's recognizable. No, that's not that's not right. knows how the national anthem goes. I know I have a lot of international listeners, so let me just I'm going to try to sing along with the with their version of the national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light No, this is not right. What so proudly we No, this is almost like if the national anthem was copyrighted and Hank Koonman didn't want to pay the rights to play the song, so they created a sound alike. Like it's. There we go. No. I mean, it's all fucked up. This is like if you flew to Shenzhen and you walked up to a random Chinese dude and said, Hey, what do Americans sound like when they talk? I'm gonna yawn in the horn. Or in a garden in the marin. You hear me? Yeah. And it's like, it kind of sounds like English, but those aren't words. This is the Shenzhen China version of the national anthem. This is the Timu or Wish American anthem. Well, at the very end, let's see how the pastor responds. Thank you, Lord. Crying, of course. This great land. The land of the free. Oh my god. And the home of the brave. Oh, those are the lyrics. It's fucking embarrassing. Once again, just all performative. There's not an ounce of sincerity in that fucking church, including the crowd. No one called bullshit on this guy. They're just, you know, they're in the crowd, they're waving, yeah. Swaying back and forth. I love this country. You wouldn't know the star-spangled banner if it fucking raped your mother. Is that a saying? Kind of reminds me of uh, when my mom got raped. No, um, it was hilarious. We laugh about it to this day. No, it reminds me of one of my uh, favorite scenes from um, that uh, Netflix show, Kimmy Schmidt. What was it called? The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where one of the main characters, you know, the, the super gay black dude, is on camera. I think the local news is interviewing him, and he... He wants to be like a Broadway star or something, so he uses this opportunity to sing. Now, please rise for the national anthem. For the red, white, and blue, for the funny things you do. America, America, this is you. <laughs> Once again, I'm dating myself here. It's really another 90s reference. Titus was singing the theme song to America's Funniest Home Videos. 
I love that. Uh, you know, for as often as preachers are screeching about how this is God's America and the country he loves, and this nation is a Christian nation, these ministries are all awful when it comes to patriotic music. All the way back in 2001, shortly after 9-11, you know, when everyone was pretending to be patriotic, a, uh, a local Dallas gospel program called Joyful Praise did a tribute episode. This special 9-11-themed show included musical guests. Uh, here is one exhilarating performance. Incidentally, we got another one ready for you. We've got his, We've got the brother of Nathan here now. We've got Aaron Caney. So, Aaron, bless us with this beautiful patriotic song on your keyboard. <laughs> he doesn't even sing. He just he's just using one finger on his keyboard. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm sure a lot of the 9/11 widows slept easier that night after hearing that moving tribute to our nation. Get up, Aaron. Go home. You're through. You'll never make it in this town. The only disaster bigger than 9-11 was that performance. P.U., right? Speaking of, let's say, polarizing performances, Mead was back with a new live stream. Yeah, he got on YouTube for a little gospel and chat. I don't know why he didn't uh, just do all patriotic songs. It was so close to Independence Day, but... I don't know. It seems like all of his streams are just gospel music, right? Come on, switch it up. He did sing a few patriotic songs like God Bless the USA and Bonnie Blue Flag. I think that's a patriotic song. I don't know. To be honest, I didn't care about any of that. I was just excited because Meade released a new Trump anthem. I have a very special surprise for everyone, folks, because I wrote, you know, Randy Rainbow, that Randy Rainbow did a Donald Trump song. Of course, he did it very mockingly. But I actually came up with something for Donald Trump. So this is really in response to Randy Rainbow shitting all over our greatest president. You know, Randy Rainbow is uh, that gay guy who does a lot of show tune type inspired songs. Not my cup of tea. They're parody songs, which sh should be funny, but they're, they're too, I don't know, glittery, I guess is the word. He's, uh, he's having a lot of issues. Well, at least uh, uh, Mead is acknowledging that. Trump is having some issues. Sometimes it's hard to be the Donald With all the pressure he must stand He'll have indictments and election excitements Writing tweets on Twitter you may not understand. Is this a pro-Trump song or an anti-Trump song? It sounds like Meade is being a little critical of Trump here, right? But if you... Did Joe Rogan persuade Meade to vote for Robert Kennedy? That's the real news here. Him, you'll be proud of him. Oh, wait, what? I may have spoken too soon. For all he's doing... For this land Come on, suck Donald's dick already, dude 
with you this parody song is a little lazy this is obviously a parody of tammy wynette's stand by your man mead's version is stand by your trump man is that allowed doesn't that go against some sort of uh parody code of ethics you can't just add a word in to a song title give him the saluto Right there. I'm going to isolate this part of the video and make it the featured image and animated GIF because when Mead says, uh, salute Trump, give him a salute. Oh, he does a salute, but I'm pretty sure it's like a Nazi salute. It's one arm extended out. It's definitely not like a military salute where, you know, where you put your, your hand up to your, to your head. This is just one arm extending out, very Hitler-esque. I, I don't want this to be a false accusation, so instead, like I said, I'm, I'm going to make this an animated GIF that's uh, highly loopable, highly shareable. Feel, <laughs> feel free to take it and do what you will with it. Examine it. Let me know what you think. Call into the voicemail line. I'm just going to fast forward to the end of the song here. Stand by your Trump man. Yeah. He gets up there. He can hit some uh, high notes. <laughs> I can go higher though. Stand by I'm a better musician than him. Keep giving all the votes you can. Stand by Thank you. Checkmate, motherfucker. How much do you want to bet? He ends the song with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> stand by your Trump. Well, you know, folks, we, we must stand by Donald Trump. He's our last and final hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, I, I really do believe he was sent down from from above. Of course you, know, you to do. Because help, help you're a fucking retard. I'm sorry. It's one thing to say you support what Donald Trump supports, you think he's a good candidate, but this whole idol worshiping, right? This call where it's like, Trump was anointed by God. He's the chosen one, the only person who can lead. It's like, are you fucking out of your minds? I mean, honestly, aside from being politically aligned with what you believe in, where is there any evidence that God had a hand in this. As Mead stated, you know, he believes that uh, God sent Trump down from the heavens above to lead our great nation. Cuckoo. I mean, that is some certifiably insane talk to think that any politician was sent down from heaven. I mean, it's not a uh, completely original thought to, to say all politicians are crooks. But especially Trump. Good Christ. All right. Well, there you go. That's Mead's song, Stand By Your Trump Man. Now, let's move on to happier topics here. Before we get into the news, I am going to teach you all how to make your lady squirt. Where's the jewels? Yes, if you want to be crass. I know what you're saying. Tim, what do you know about pussy juice? And more importantly, pleasuring women. Answer, not a lot. At least... I didn't know a lot until I watched this video from actualized.org. 
They are leaders in the self-help, emotional mastery, and spirituality fields, according to them. What does that have to do with pussy juice? The answer, everything. Hey, this is Leo for Actualize.org. And in this video, I'm going to show you how to make a girl squirt. Why is it that all these uh, metaphysical fruitcakes are named Leo? That guy who thinks he can speak to light beings, his name is Leo. This guy looks like Bat Boy. Remember from uh, Weekly World News? Bald, got those pointy ears. Weekly World News is one extraordinary story after another. Wow. Weekly World News this week. Did a computer goof kill granny? I think it had something to do with an Excel spreadsheet. You gotta be careful when you enter those numbers. One wrong formula, next thing you know, granny's dead, slumped over her keyboard. It's just another fatality linked to Microsoft Office. All right, I'm sorry, let's get back to the video here. All right, let's talk about how to make a girl squirt. Yeah. This is such a passionate topic for me. I love to do this. I love to have girls squirt for me. It's one of my favorite things. As a guy, you should love this as well. If you haven't made a girl squirt in your life before, can you even call yourself a man? Answer, no. Why don't you just kill yourself? yourself. It's embarrassing. I can make a woman squirt, and I'm still largely unclear where the pussy is even at. Then you are missing out on so much, I can't even explain it to you. Words cannot describe the beauty of this thing that I'm about to show you. Okay, you want a woman to piss on you. We get it. Squirting means that she's going to have an explosive orgasm where she's gonna ejaculate and she's gonna squirt her juices out all over the place. Pussy juices! Now this can be light squirting or it can be extremely heavy squirting. It can be thin squirting or chunky squirting. Clear squirt or brown squirt. You wanna try to stay away from the brown squirt. So what I'm about to show you is a technique, a technique that you're gonna do with your fingers, but I don't want you to focus so much on the finger technique. What I want you to focus more on is the mindset that's coming here. Oh, bullshit. Mindset doesn't make women squirt. Fingers make women squirt. Stuff going in and around their pussy makes them squirt. Fucking mindset. Come on. Of course, they got to have like a spiritual metaphysical angle to this crap. Right. It's the emotions that you're putting yeah. into it. Yeah. The emotion. You got to put emotion into her cunt if you want her to squirt out some liquid. Because the critical factor that decides between whether a girl will or will not squirt for you is not the fingering technique that you use. What's more important is how you make her feel and that you make her feel totally safe and secure and relaxed and open to I'm you. sorry. We've featured plenty of women who just want to be strangled or put into some sort of faux rape situation. You know, like those women who are like, look, one day I want you to break into my apartment. Don't tell me when you're going to come over. Just hide. And then when I come home from work, I want you to sneak up behind me. Beat the fuck out of me blindfold me, rip off my clothes, and just jam anything into anywhere. Though, those are the women who are going to be squirting. Get her to overcome any kind of psychological sexual hangups that she has. Because girls are very conditioned from a very early age. Wow, sexist much? Also, they're women, not girls. Maybe you should work on yourself before you tell us all how to make a woman squirt. Get a load of this asshole, right? All right, listen, let, let me fast forward past all of the psychological, oh, you got to make her feel safe. It's a mental thing. No, I want to get to the actual physical act. How do you make these bitches squirt? 
Come on, bat boy, give me something here. And the best way to do that, I find, is to give her a massage. Okay. Right? Massage relaxes the whole body. So you get her naked on your bed. This is already turning into quite a commitment. Is this going to take a lot of time? I mean, I thought it would be cool to make a woman squirt, but if I've got to fucking rev her engine for two hours just to get a little dribble coming out of her cunthole, no thank you. And then you go to work. Hopefully you know how to give girls massages. It's really not hard. An idiot can do it. Yeah, you pull their hair, call them stupid, and uh, twist their tits, right? All you do is you get her naked on the bed. You don't need to use any oil or anything like that. That's just going to make things messy. You just lay her down, and then you start basically putting your hands on her and rubbing her in ways that would seem pleasurable to you. I'm out. And obviously (laughs) she's going to react in like, and she's going to give you positive feedback for the the massage that you're doing. All right, get to the part where you stick your finger in her pussy and you do it the right way and you press a button and the squirt comes out. This video is 25 excruciating minutes long and we're at the 14 minute mark and finally we're talking about pussies. Then here's how it works. So pretend that her legs are pointing up. So one leg is pointing this way and one leg is pointing this way, right? So up like a V. This means that this is her vagina here. In the middle of the V is her vagina. Okay, got it. And then her head is down that way. And so is yours. So your fingers now, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna take your middle finger and you're gonna take your index finger or, I mean, I'm sorry, your ring finger. You're gonna put these two together like this, and this is what you're gonna put inside of her. So this goes inside her vagina. So like, like her, your two middle fingers. This. this right here is the upper wall of her vagina. Oh God. So if you would turn it around, this is kind of where the clit would be. Now this is the inside of it. You put your fingers in like this, and now you've got the right position. Now, I know he's he's very visual when describing this, and I apologize, but I think, if I'm understanding this correctly, you take your two fingers and you jam it in her hole, bending your fingers down, kind of like uh, her pussy is a bowling ball, and your two middle fingers are, are, are holding the ball, getting ready to throw a strike. The G-spot is going to be located right here. It's not that deep in. It's on the upper wall of the vagina, and it's about an inch or so, you can feel it has got a slightly different texture to it. As I understand it, it feels like a microfiber fleece. Put your fingers in as deep as you can. Yeah, until it's really uncomfortable for her. Deeper the better. And what you're really gonna be doing is you're gonna be stimulating that G-spot, but you're gonna be doing it with this part of your finger. The the bottom parts of your finger, right? Near near like your hand. Here, not with the the Not, not the tips of your fingers, but the bottom parts of your hand. So you can finger her and play around with her and do all that stuff. But when you're really ready to make her squirt, then this is what you do. Your fingers are all the way inside and they're like a bowling ball pressed all the way up against the back wall like this. Now, what you're going to start to do is you're going to start to do a kind of a motion like this. Okay. So what he's doing is he's uh, tapping his, the tops, his fingers, right? Into the pussy. Tap, tap, you're tap. You're just pressing. Pressing Look what I'm doing. tapping. See? Pulsing. I'm pressing. I'm pressing in on the upper wall and then I'm releasing. So you got your fingers in the pussy hole, the pussy bowling ball, and you're moving your fingers up and down, smacking it, smacking the walls of the pussy. So press and release. Press. Guys, I want you to try this and get back to me. Does this work? Release. <laughs> I have a hard time believing this. And you want to start those. about at this rate. In order to do that, she has to be extremely, extremely wet, like sopping wet. You have to hear the wetness. If you do not hear that, then there's not enough lubrication in there, and you might cause some friction and some problems. And it oh, you might cause a fire. Is what you might cause if it's too dry. Might lead to pain. But if she's really, really excited and wet, and you've done everything like I told you, then everything's going to be fine. You don't need to worry about. 
hurting her in any way. And you're gonna see she's gonna be moaning and she's gonna be calling your name out and she's gonna be talking dirty to you and you can do that back to her as you're doing this. So as you're doing this, you can look her in the eyes because your faces will be close to each other. You can kiss her, you can caress her in other ways. How about saying stuff like, uh, yeah, you like my fingers in your bowling ball pussy. That's your sweet sopping wet gutter. And I'm fingering you down in your alley. Gonna knock down those pussy pins. You know, a lot of, a lot of bowling talk. All right, so, uh, all right, we're, we're pumping our fingers. We're slapping them, right? Or thumping them up against the pussy walls that are sopping wet, and they're making lots of, sl you know, wet sounds because she's so into this. And you have to tell her that you want her to squirt. And if she doesn't squirt on command, then you start berating her. Do it! I said squirt! What's wrong with you? You never listen to me. You never do what I say. This is the problem in our relationship. It's like in one ear and out the other. Squirt! Squirt now! So you say something like, baby, I want you to squirt for me, right? Or you can ask her a question like, baby, do you want to squirt for me right now? And as she's getting closer, she's going to say, of course, yes. And she's going to be moaning. And that's perfect. That's right where you want her. Now, as you're doing this, you have, the whole point is that you're setting this up so that in the last 10 to 5 seconds, of this wild orgasm that she's gonna have is you're gonna be telling her to squirt and to push for you, right? You literally have to say these words, baby, squirt, squirt for me. But that's not enough. You also have to tell her push, push right? Push is telling- She's gonna shit herself is what she's gonna do. Her I don't know where I should be pushing from. Exactly what to do with her. I pushed too hard. With her mom- gonna ruin the moment, right? She's gonna fucking fart or queef or something. Pulls down there so that she can release the juices. So you have to be telling her this, especially in the last 10 to 5 seconds. That's a lot of pressure on a woman, As right? she's about to orgasm. Push, push! If you do that, push then the she's pussy gonna be following your commands. Time it such that you're telling this to her in the last 10 seconds. So as she's about to come, oh there's like so much organization and planning, right? Tell her to push. I think I'm going to need a stopwatch for this or something. Like, how does she even know when she's going to come? Even if you kind of miss it and she's already coming, you notice that she's just had an orgasm a second ago. Tell her to push anyways, because her orgasm is going to be long. Now, here is how it's going to look. All right. This is kind of the demo. You have to go really fast. At this point, it's going to get really sloppy and really violent and it's gonna be like really, really aggressive. You had me at violent. So he's taking his two middle fingers, it's still like stuck in near the pussy wall, slapping it up against there. And you keep doing the pumping. So she's gonna have her wild orgasm and you keep doing the pumping and you tell her to keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming. Don't Try you dare stop. Extend that orgasm for as long as you can. I will tell you What's when to stop squirting. beautiful about women is that they can they can basically come forever. It's yeah. amazing what you can do. Also, when she's coming and you're like, don't stop, keep coming, squirt, 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 go, keep coming, pound, pound, push. Throw in, uh, what's your ATM pin? You know, kind of throw her for a loop there. She might just reveal it, you know, and then, then you have her bank information. Which I, I mean, I don't know how valuable that information is for you right now, but if you ever break up, that's some good revenge right there, draining her account. You can let up on it. You don't need to be that violent anymore. You can kind of let up on it and go a little bit easier. Although you can also go violent for a long, long, long time. And you can string together multiple orgasms. Do you have to use the word violent? I, I feel like you could have picked a better word there. Have her squirt multiple furiously, you know? Times for you. So you can really take this to advanced levels. But let's start you off with something simple. Get her to squirt once and have one nice... Okay, all right, all right. That's how you make a woman squirt, I guess. What do you think, man? What do you think, ladies? Is he on the right track here? Maybe you want to give his method a shot? Like I said, get back to me. Call into the voicemail line. 
Let me know how it goes. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. To that fucked up news right now. Listen, uh, this is going to be a very strange week of shows because, you know, we're starting on Wednesday and I promised Sideshow Freaks uh, two episodes are going to be Sideshow exclusive this week. That means I'm thinking uh, the next two episodes of DV are going to be Sideshow exclusive. Unless I do a bonus episode this weekend, then I can sort of break it up there. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Just know that Sideshow Freaks are going to get two episodes that are Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear me, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. They're the reason I'm able to continue doing this show. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting it. Memberships or subscriptions, however you want to put it. Very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Check out SuperFreakSideshow.com for more information. Uh, There are a couple other ways to sign up and gain access to uh, Sideshow episodes. If you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts to listen to the program, you can now sign up right in those apps, right on your phone. Just a few taps, bing, bang, boom, you're in. You'll get the Sideshow exclusive episodes right alongside the free episodes in your app. Again, just uh, search for Distorted View in Spotify or in Apple Podcasts. You'll see right where you can subscribe. Just another tap to buy. You can use Apple Pay if you're using Apple Podcasts. It's super quick, super fast, super easy. For more information, you can check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com on all the ways uh, you can sign up for the Sideshow and what the differences are there. Uh, We do have a Patreon account. This is just another way to help support the show. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. It really does help us out. If you pledge five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, I have a horrific injury to report, and it has nothing to do with the 4th of July or fireworks. Actually, you know what? Before we get into this first story, I do have a video of a 4th of July accident. Uh, We've got a family outside on their front yard, their front lawn. It's a whole family, including a couple of babies, one actually in a stroller. The other kid is a bit older. He's probably like five or six or something. He's sitting down on the driveway. Anyway, uh, some dumb family members are about to light off some fireworks. Now, they uh, plant one deep into the ground. And so what happens is when they light it to set it off, it doesn't launch because it's either too far in the ground or it's too tight in the ground. So it just starts exploding on the lawn next to everyone. That's not even the worst part. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, it's gonna be right. You cannot stick it in the ground, it's not gonna work. Yeah, dude, that would have been helpful a couple seconds ago. Yeah, you can't stick that in the ground. So, uh, you know, it pops and there's some explosions. Everyone seems to be okay, even though one of the explosions lands right next to that kid in the driveway. Interesting thing about that, that's where all of the other fireworks are laying. They're just strewn about in the driveway to be used at a later time. That later time is now, by the way. Yeah, the spark from the first firework that (laughs) was set off ignited uh, every other firework in the driveway, blowing up their car and probably some of the people. (laughs) 
this explosion goes on for a while. I'm an American. Happy 4th of July, freaks. Now for the non-Independence Day tragedy, a Thai gardener has reportedly bled to death in a freak accident after slicing his penis off with a grass trimmer. In the news story, they call it a grass trimmer. I couldn't find what the hell a grass trimmer was. My theory, based on a picture of the blade used in the accident, is that it's a like a standard like a trimmer, but with a metal blade instead of like the string. You know, the trimmers have those like uh, string cartridges or whatever. This actually had a metal blade. Uh, Pratisin Chupad or something was found dead with his pants and legs soaked in blood in a forest park in northeastern Thailand. The 39-year-old had been tending to a patch of grass. Ooh, that troublesome patch of grass. In this battle, I think it's safe to say the grass won. Yeah, he had been tending to a patch of grass when the strimmer's blade flew off and severed his penis. Man, that is not a lucky shot. I mean, that that blade could have went anywhere. Could have sliced his leg. It could have went the other way. You know, like away from the dude. No, no, it just, it went right for the cock. Well, that caused severe blood loss, and you know how that story ends. Officers discovered Pratison's body on Wednesday in the Isin province of Nongbu Lamphu. The strimmer was located near the lifeless body next to a broken metal cutting blade that police think broke on impact with the victim. The guard tool was reportedly covered in blood as it was recovered from the scene. The rescue, t- uh, the rescue team moved Pratison's pants to assess the cause of his demise. His genitals were reported to be cut and a deep wound was discovered in his left groin. The severity of the injury had affected his arteries. Well, yeah, that all led to significant blood loss, which in the end killed him. Police said the blade was designed to cut metal, not grass. Well, okay, be that as it may. Okay, he was using the wrong tool. That one's on him. But still, if a tool is designed to cut through metal, it should be able to slice through a couple blades of grass, no problem, without the whole thing falling apart and launching the blade towards a man's cock and balls. Park manager Wayne visits Sakta, 72, told Thai cops that Pratison was hired by the forest park's owner to clear the grassy areas. He started working in the forest park on Monday, and on the day of his death, June 28th, that was intended to be his last day, so he was just, you know, finishing up, when in reality, the trimmer finished him up. The park manager said the gardener had opted to use a metal blade as he thought it would help him finish the job quicker. Oh, trying to save a little time. The caretaker said he tried to get help from Pratison, but emergency services could not reach him in time to save his life. Pratison's uncle, Narongsak Loktago, I don't know, 56, said his nephew specialized in using grass trimmers and had been familiar with them since childhood. Mr. Narongsak said he warned Pratison several times about using metal cutting blades, but his warnings were ignored. Okay, man, you were right. You don't have to gloat. The man's dead. I wonder if he'll be buried without his penis. Or if they'll, like, st- you know, stitch it all back up and tuck back where it should go, you know? And it's not like you're going to see the thing in the coffin, but still, be a nice way to honor the dead, I guess. Uh, second story we have for you today. A 20-year-old has been arrested in the killing of a woman in a Home Depot parking lot. Uh, could I maybe have some more appropriate music here? Thank you. At 12.40 a.m. on July 2nd, deputies with the Charles County Sheriff's Office were dispatched to a Lowe's home improvement store. Cut the music! Cut the music! This is no longer appropriate. 
Jesus Christ, is it Lowe's? Is it Home Depot? This is some shoddy journalism here. All right, so apparently they were dispatched to a Lowe's home improvement store in Waldorf over there in Maryland on reports of a theft. Okay. Bryce Caleb Timothy Brown of Waldorf is accused of breaking into the Lowe's, stealing a forklift, and then ramming it through the rear gates. Oh, wait. (laughs) Give me my music back, please. All right. He then made his way to a Home Depot parking lot. See, this is the problem. Lowe's and Home Depot, they're always next to one another. Of course he's going to go to a Home Depot. He's driving around in a forklift. Let's wreak some havoc over there. Uh, He then made his way to a Home Depot parking lot about half a mile east of the Lowe's. Gloristine Pinky, age 73. Are you shitting me with these names? Gloristine. Gloristine Pinkney, 73, was asleep in her car. Okay, well, you brought this on yourself then. Why was she asleep in her car? Who knows? And we're never going to find out because, well, she's no longer with us. She was asleep in the car when Brown struck the vehicle with the stolen forklift. Pinkney got out of the car after the crash and started running away. But, you know, she's old. She couldn't run too fast. And that's when, well, the forklift followed her and ran her over. Then Brown fled the scene in her car. Pickney was found underneath the forklift. Jesus Christ. Pickney was found underneath. Okay, we can stop the music now. Pickney was found underneath the forklift. She was pronounced dead at the scene. I wonder if they said, fuck it. Let's just use the forklift and load her into the ambulance that way. No need for a stretcher. She's already dead. We've got the forklift right here. For once, let's make things easy on ourselves. Deputy said the suspect and the victim didn't know each other. And you know what? I don't think Gloristine would want to know him. He doesn't sound like a nice boy. Brown was arrested on July 2nd and charged with murder, assault, and theft, among other charges. He was booked into the Charles County Detention Center. Waldorf, by the way, is about 60 miles southwest of Baltimore, which isn't just my favorite city. It's also Tory's favorite city. Before she was Tori Amos. Final story we have for you today. I've illustrated how Americans can be stupid. Blowing off fireworks in their front yard. Exploding other fireworks in their front yard. Creating a huge fireball in their front yard. Well, we've got uh, another story here. This one involves some vacationing idiots. A woman ignored safety rules to dip her hand into boiling hot spring water before screaming, it's hot, as her skin melted off of her bone. This all went down at one of our most uh, beautiful national parks, Yellowstone. The natural beauty spot filled with volcanic hot spots has become the site of troubling incidents over the years, with many people behaving recklessly. Oh my God, I hope to God there is a TikTok hot spring skinny dip challenge. Let's really start thinning out the herd here. The unidentified father-daughter duo ignored safety rules and walked off from the boardwalk that sections off park goers from boiling hot Silic Springs. The hot springs, on average, reaches around 175 degrees Fahrenheit. Cameraman Gary McKenzie caught the whole thing. He said he warned the duo to stay on the boardwalk, but the father reportedly replied, whatever, man. 
so I hit record, Mackenzie said. It's going to get good. The video was posted to the Instagram account, Taurons of Yellowstone. The account bio says, tourist plus moron equals Tauron. I spend some time in Yellowstone, and it never ceases to amaze me how stupid people are. The video shows a stream running into a bright blue spring, and the woman contorts her body, seemingly to find the best way to reach her hand into the boiling water. Like Yellowstone and nature itself, they're doing everything they can to keep this woman from sticking her hand in the water, right? There's a boardwalk. There are signs that say that this water is going to be very hot. Don't get near it. Stay on the boardwalk. There's a, a hill and a bit of a drop off before you get to the hot spring. That's nature's way of saying stay away. But uh, she disregarded all of that. She uh, gripped onto her dad's hand and leaned towards the spring. Like her dad was helping her with this whole little stupid project. After she dips her hand briefly into the blue water, she quickly springs backwards and scrambles to her feet, running away, screaming, it's hot. It's very hot. I'd play the video for you, but there's not a lot of great audio. It's hard to make out. She screams in pain and then walks back onto the boardwalk, getting ready to sue the, the park, no doubt. Mackenzie said he would have stopped the pair, but he couldn't find a ranger and didn't have phone service while it was all unfolding. The National Park Service advises all visitors on its website and on the trail to stay away from thermal activity and keep on the boardwalk at all times. Quote, deep beneath your feet, heat from molten rock, molten rock of the Earth's interior is transmitted up through the solid rock of the Earth's crust. Groundwater circulating through these rocks becomes heated and follows cracks and fissures upwards. Where the hot water can escape the ground surface, a hot spring is formed. Well, now you know. This, of course, wasn't the first time uh, someone has been burned by the hot springs. Although, the incident that happened back in 2021, I can sort of understand. A woman suffered significant thermal burns from her shoulders to her feet. So, you know, basically her entire body. Why did she get burned? Well, she was trying to save her dog. Her dog jumped into the hot spring at the park. I think that dog was a goner the second it jumped in there, right? Well, maybe not because it has fur. Maybe that offered some sort of protection. Probably not, though, right? The 20-year-old woman from Washington State was looking just outside her car when suddenly her dog leapt out of the vehicle and ran into the Maiden's Grave Spring. Appropriate name. The woman followed the dog into the hot spring to save it, perhaps not realizing the temperature, and her father pulled her out. I actually found the original news story because I was curious if um, if the dog lived and it uh, did not. The animal was pulled out, but later died. Oh, and it looks like Maiden's Grave is uh, is one of the hotter springs. The news reported that uh, at the time the dog was uh, saved <laughs> and before it died, uh, the temperatures reached 200 degrees. Now, that's what I call a hot dog. That, my friends, is your distorted news for a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, guys, I love to hear from you. And there are many ways to contact the program show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distorted view on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distorted view show. Don't forget, we've got a discord where all the freaks are hanging out, sharing links, having good conversations. Uh, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Use that as uh, your invite in. All right, I've got some voicemails, and yes, they're patrons. Gay niggas used to pick cotton, but now picking cock is a fucking hot fucking option. I don't know what the hell Unicorn Hamster said here, but I'm pretty sure it's racist. 2023, the year of trans 
chicks with dicks. Somebody needs to start a band, and it's going to be all chicks with dicks. Hmm. I don't mind. Yeah, Who it's called Trans Siberian Orchestra. No? There's a hole somewhere. Stick it in. By the way, uh, that or was. Transmission Overdrive. It's not. That was not a oh, chocolate chip. Mm. It was a streak, you know, when Bob Ross... Used- oh, oh, a unicorn hamster called in the other day and said uh, he was having sex with his girl and noticed she had a little uh, little bit of poop uh, when he was fucking her. And I asked, was it just like a little little fleck, a little chocolate chip? Uh, unicorn, <laughs> unicorn hamster is replying, no, it was in fact a smear. I repeat... It was a smear. It was a streak. Streak, you know, I'm sorry. You know, Bob Ross uses his brush. Yeah, well. And uh, he runs out. Whatever the hell was on her back was not a titanium white. And he has to go back to the dip. But, you know, there's a little streak is happening. Hey, what's You'll up? have that. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, well, you're having multiple conversations over here. There's streak is happening, and he goes back to the dip. So, yeah, there was a strip. A streak right above her butthole. Right. And I needed a spit on that. Anyway, good night, baby boo. Have a great 4th of July. Thank you. I can't wait to hear the Florida people blow themselves up. I know. It's only a matter of time, right? Those news stories should start trickling in soon. Hey, Tim Haley. Comet calling up. Haley. On a recent episode, you talked about the microscopic handbag, uh, a handbag that, that had been created. Yes, and were- an art collective named Mischief uh, came up with this very, very tiny, like microscopic handbag, put up for sale, made like sixty thousand dollars, I think. Confused by the term "angel's chair," when when the the artist, uh, one of the artists responsible for this, referred to functionality being the angel's chair of, uh, of fashion. And I just wanted to let you know that uh, as a result of my home brewing and distilling all my other alcohol-related activities, I actually know what the angel share is. Uh, when you have uh, whiskey uh, 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 aging in an oak cask, there's a certain amount of alcohol that evaporates out through the wood. And oh. the portion of the whiskey that is lost to evaporation is called the angel share by distillers. Uh, the okay. Share that the angels take to do good for you to get good whiskey. This has been the more you know with DV's resident know-it-all Haley's comment. Well, thank you for the information, uh, Haley. Hey, Timmy Boo, it's DJ C calling from the Tesla of Love to talk about some stank. Now, I've had my share of women over the years, and uh, it's another poop streak situation. I got to tell you, I've been with all different types of stanky women uh, because I did love a stanky woman. Um, what were we playing on the show recently uh, that involved a guy who liked stinky women pussy? St- stinky pussy. He was a fan of pussy that smelled... Oh, it was the um, the love doll guy. Yeah, that dude who uh, is in a relationship with a love doll, treats her as a girlfriend. He was talking about a rapper. I think it was a rapper, right? Or actor or something who uh, said in an interview that he liked stinky pussy. Like he gets uh, that, that arouses him. Um, but I've been, I, there were two uh, greats that I, you know, two of the great women that I've had in my life. One was nothing, no smell, okay. absolutely nothing. It was, it was unbelievable 
how there was zero smell. It was kind of a letdown, wasn't it? Because you like it stinky. And then I dated another woman who just, you could smell her from the other side of the bar. But it turned me on. She was dirty and stinky. The other one was really clean. As a matter of fact, she thought I was dirty, which I made, she probably gave her a little king. But, yeah. but yeah, two different women. But uh, you know what? I don't necessarily like a strong stink. The one that was really, really bad, it kind of threw me off. So Right. You liked it. You, I think you liked the idea of it more than you actually liked the stink. Because you liked the idea of her being dirty. I think right? most people are like that. They're not really looking but for But then it. that fucking, that, that aroma <laughs> hits your nose and you're like, whoo. Major stink, but they'd like, you know, just a normal little stink of a pussy. Yeah. You like a, a lived-in pussy smell, um, you know? Now, the real question is, uh, can you make a woman squirt? Get a pussy. Um, I think that's most people, but I could be wrong. Right. I could be wrong. I'm sure Unicorn Hamster likes a stinky pussy. Unicorn Hamster, call in with your uh, stinky pussy preferences. Uh, I want all my male callers to chime Something in. Something tells me he'd like a stinky pussy. And female callers who, you know, are into pussy. Haley's comment, he would like a clean pussy. No smell. Yeah. You know, I, there's all different things, but... Sometimes I like how he just referenced the two people who just called in, right? Unicorn Hamster and Ailey's Pheromones, get you going. Hey, we love you, Timmy Blue. Keep doing a good job. Love DJ you. C checking in from his Tesla of love. Thank you very much for all the calls. Keep them coming. It's all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voice my line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Baby, squirt. Squirt for me. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Yahoo, AltaVista, MySpace, wherever you go to rate and review podcasts, please give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up. Uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. After that, we'll see. We'll play it by ear. I don't know what the hell I'm doing after that. That would be a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Become a true and honorable freak so you don't miss a thing. Uh, until next time, bye, everybody! Scribe.net.